0: Monsieur Gallimard was overly anxious to live up to his national reputation. <laughs> well, he's not very good looking. No, he's not. No, certainly not. Actually, I feel sorry for him. A toast to Monsieur Gallimard. Yes, to Gallimard. To Gallimard. Vive la différence. <laughs> <laughs> you see, they toast me. I've become patron saint of the socially inept. Can they really be so foolish? Men like that, they should be scratching at my door, begging to learn my secrets. For I, René Gallimard, you see, I have known and been loved by the perfect woman. Alone in this cell, I sit night after night, watching our story play through my head, always searching for a new ending, one which redeems my honor. She returns at last to my arms. And I imagine you, my ideal audience, who come to understand and even perhaps just a little to envy me. In order for you to understand what I did and why, I must introduce you to my favorite opera, Madame Butterfly by Giacomo Puccini. First produced at La Scala Milan in 1904, it is now beloved throughout the Western world. And why not? Its heroine, Cho Cho San, also known as Butterfly, is a feminine ideal, beautiful, brave, and its hero, the man for whom she gives up everything, is not very good looking, not too bright, pretty much a wimp, Benjamin Franklin Pinkerton of the U.S. Navy. As the curtain rises, he's just closed on two great bargains, one on a house, the other on a woman, they call it a package deal. Pinkerton purchased the rights to Butterfly for 100 yen, in modern currency equivalent to about 66 cents. So he's feeling pretty pleased with himself as Sharpless, the American consul, arrives to witness the marriage. <laughs> Sharpless, how's it hangin'? That's a great day, it's just great. Between my house, my wife, and the rickshaw ride-in from town, I've saved 19 cents just this morning. (laughs) Wonderful. I can see the inscription on your tombstone already. I saved a dollar, here I lie. Nice house. Yeah, it's artistic. Artistic, don't you think? Like the way the shoji screens slide open to reveal the wet bar and disco mirror ball. It's classy, huh? It's great for impressing the chicks. chicks. Pinkerton, you're going to be a married man. Well, sort of. What do you mean? This country, Sharpless, it's okay. (laughs) You got all these geisha girls running around. I know. know, I live Uh, here. And then you know the marriage laws, right? I split for one month, it's annulled. I'll leave it to you to read the fine print. Who's the lucky girl? Cho-Cho San. Her friends call her Butterfly. But Sharpless... She eats out of my hand. She's probably very hungry. It's not like American girls. It's true what they say about Oriental girls. They want to be treated bad. Hey, please. No, no, it's true. Are you serious about this girl? I, I'm marrying her, aren't I? Yes, with generous trade in terms. When I leave, she'll know what it's like to have loved a real man. And I'll, I'll even buy her a few nylons. You aren't planning to take her with you? Huh? Where? Home. You mean America? Are you crazy? (laughs) Can you see her trying to buy rice in St. Louis? So, you're not serious. Consul, I'm a sailor in port. They then proceed to sing the famous duet, The Whole World Over. To give a rough translation, the whole world over the Yankee travels, casting his anchor wherever he wants. Life's not worth living unless he can win the hearts of the fairest maidens, then hot footed off the premises, ASAP. In the preceding scene, I played Pinkerton, the womanizing cad, and my friend Mark from school. Thank you. Sharpless, the sensitive soul of reason. As roommates in college, however, our positions were usually no, no, always reversed. No, Mark, I think I'd rather stay home. Are you crazy? We are going to dance condo in Marseille. You know what happened last time. Of course I do. Of course you don't. You